Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And today we are continuing with our summertime fitness series. And today, Will, we're going to be talking about physical health, physical fitness. So there's a lot of different ways that we can get fit. But the reason we're starting with physical fitness is we really feel like that's kind of a foundational piece to all the other areas of fitness, don't you think? That's exactly right, Rick. Physical fitness is the foundation for us to find the energy and the motivation to take on some of those other areas we're going to be talking about this summer in our summer fitness series. And so if we get the physical fitness going in the right direction, you will be amazed at how some of those other things just start taking care of themselves. You know, one of the things I've noticed in my own life with physical fitness is just how many extra benefits come along with it. Not only do I enjoy feeling better and physically being in better shape, but mentally, spiritually, socially, there's all these like added perks, like things that you wouldn't normally think of that kind of come in the train with the physical fitness. Yeah, Rick, it reminds me of something I just read about what they call a hinge habit. Hmm. And they say a hinge habit is a habit that actually opens the door to other possibilities that you didn't have until you established this habit first. Yeah. Uh, And so physical fitness opens the door for the possibilities of being financially fit and being mentally fit and being emotionally fit and being spiritually fit and relationally fit, it opens the door to some of these other things because we feel different when we're in in good shape physically. So true. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have gone out to exercise, and for me, maybe it's trail running. Sometimes it's just lifting weights. Those are kind of the two main things that I'm doing at this point in my life. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to workout and I enter the workout in one mood, sometimes exhausted, sometimes stressed, sometimes just anxious or worried about something. And when I do the trail one and I come back, I'm in a completely different space. I feel refreshed. Mentally, I feel like I can handle this. I have new ideas. I feel relief or I feel calm or I feel at peace, or just Mm. an overall sense of well-being and and hope and positivity. And and those are just invaluable kind of tangible, intangibles, I say, that come from just putting working out and physical fitness as a basic building block of my life. One of the things that helps me so much is I love going walking in nature in the morning, and I will leave on that walk just like, oh, Oh man. And I come back <laughs> and I'm just, my attitude is completely different. Hmm. And uh, I'll talk more about that habit when we get into spiritual fitness, because it's kind of part of my spiritual fitness routine. But it just shows that there's a power of exercise to, to dramatically change our mood, change our perspective on life. Yeah. Um, and that that's why we're starting with this one because it's so important 
It lays the foundation for us to be able to make important changes and tweaks in these other areas of our lives that we'll talk about in later episodes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I love how you linked it with the spirituality because that's exactly what I'm saying. There's, It just kind of bleeds into the other areas of our well-being and yes. really helps promote those as well as just give you the foundation so that you can uh, be fit in those other areas too. And, and Rick, before we get further in this, we have to acknowledge a tension that comes when we try to talk about physical fitness, because on the one hand, we just really made a strong case about how important it is, and that's absolutely true. But on the other hand, we can feel a lot of shame and guilt, and we can really beat ourselves up sometimes just at the mention of physical fitness. Yes. Like someone says that that phrase and we say, oh boy, I know, I know, I know I need to eat better. I know I need to exercise. I know I need to drink more water. I know I need to get more sleep. And, and we can immediately start the loop going in our brain of self-condemnation. <laughs> yeah. And especially if it's been a while or we feel like, man, you know, I haven't been taking care of myself like I should. And every day that goes by, the guilt kind of piles up. Yeah. And then it just becomes yeah. overwhelming or discouraging. And we realize that it would take a lot of work to kind of get back to what we might call being in shape. And so we get really discouraged. And I think that's where a lot of us find ourselves, at least at different points in our lives, really kind of overwhelmed with the thought of, oh, yeah, I need to take care of myself physically, but I just, it's too much right now. I got too much else going on, and it's just overwhelming. Yeah, we can, we can wrestle with feeling overwhelmed. We can also wrestle with perfectionism. You know, we use some ridiculous ideal as a reason why we can't take the next step. Every one of us can do something to make progress in our physical fitness, and that should be celebrated. That we should be excited about. So as we begin talking more about physical fitness, I just want to share with you um, a story of a friend of mine, Scott, who recently started training for a triathlon. And um, Scott, if you know him well, he's not a guy that you would have expected to train for a triathlon. <laughs> and so I was so inspired when I when I heard his story and he's been texting me and a couple other friends were in a group text about his progress that I asked him to write his story up, and he did so with amazing humor. It's a great story, and so I just want to read that for you right now. Yeah, that sounds great. My name is Scott. I am 54 years old, and I am a triathlete. I didn't intend to become a triathlete, but this happens when you love your kids and encourage them to set positive goals. Then they decide to do the Ironman next year. <laughs> Why couldn't he just study English poetry like normal kids? <laughs> So my youngest son tells me I should train with him for a triathlon. I tell him he's lost his mind. <laughs> my triathlon experience to date is hitting my ball in the water hazard, walking across the fairway, and driving the golf cart to the green. <laughs> he told me they had a shorter race erroneously labeled a sprint, 400 <laughs> meters swimming, 
12 miles cycling, and a 5k run. I told him it was obvious God had not designed me like a dolphin. He laughed and said I was more like a sea lion. I protested that sea lions are still fast, graceful swimmers. At this point, my always helpful wife jumped in to say, I was more like a manatee, <laughs> the slowest moving aquatic mammal on earth, who takes breaks from treading water to have a snack. <laughs> this was an extremely insulting statement made even worse by being the truth. When I objected, she tried to cheer me up by saying I was actually a vintage manatee, like that made it better. <laughs> and so the vintage manatee racing team was born, and we are racing at the end of August. And I found a 12-week training plan, and it started with base training before race training. Mm. After reviewing the activities, I realized I would need to begin in the sub-basement program. <laughs> For the last six weeks, I have been running, biking, and swimming more than all the other times in my life combined. <laughs> my times are still lousy, but I am feeling fantastic and have discovered muscles in places I didn't know existed. <laughs> to keep myself going, I did three important things. First, I set concrete goals. Goal number one, I do not want my face to hit the concrete. <laughs> Goal number two, finish before they dismantle the finish line and turn off the lights. <laughs> Second, I bought stuff, running shoes, goggles, and a bike. I even signed up at the YMCA to swim on my lunch breaks. Since I've invested hard-earned money in this thing, I'm going to see it through. Hmm. Finally, I made myself accountable by telling my friends I was doing this. Once they recovered from their initial fits of laughter, they have been universally supportive and encouraging. A couple of buddies might even end up racing with me. Six months ago, I would never have imagined myself doing this. Now, I can't imagine my anything stopping me. Wow. I love his sense of humor with telling that story. And the Vintage Manatee team, is that's hilarious. But I think a lot of us could relate to that. And there's so many pieces to his story that I think are really helpful, actually, to any of us. And one that really kind of jumped out at me is just the support that he had from his family, meaning that his son invited him. I think a lot of, a lot of us could benefit from the support of exercising with others or joining a class or kind of like he did, he, he found a 12-week training program. It's hard to just create all this stuff on your own. Yeah. In fact, I don't know very many people that just say, well, I'm going to get myself in shape and they like do it all by themselves and create their own program and, and get themselves whipped into shape. That's a very rare kind of type A ridiculous kind of person that can do that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember, Rick, but it was probably about eight years ago now, you had found a program that was working really well for you. And I'll let you talk more about that later but i came to you and asked you what were the you know weightlifting exercises uh that mm -hmm. could be done with free weights that you found to be most effective yeah and so you kind of spelled out a workout routine for me that you found to be most effective and i've been following that ever since you know so i i, I on the one hand I've, i haven't been very creative in growing 
uh, in this area, <laughs> <laughs> but I have maintained consistently, and so I That's still good. retain the benefits of those workouts that I started eight years ago. Uh, I'm probably at least as good of shape as I was eight years ago, and probably better because where I started at that point was was pretty far back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just having a plan. Yeah. Oh man, that can make all the difference. And I think Will, there's a there's a key that Scott alluded to there that you kind of have to figure out your way. I mean, Scott obviously for him it was important to have a plan and a time, and he's he mentioned going to the pool at lunchtime. So he kind of he seems pretty organized uh, to me, just in how he told the story, even with humor. That, and and all of us have different personalities. Like I know for my wife, who's a huge extrovert, she loves to be with people. So guess what kind of exercise she loves? Being in a class. Yeah, yeah. She loves it if she can be part of a class and and be exercising with other people and have an instructor that's really positive energy and and encouraging. And I think that works well for, for almost anyone, too. It's not just that she's unique. But what my point is, is we kind of need to know ourselves. Yes. Yeah. What, what way and what methodology would work best for us? And like, start with that. Rick, early on, I realized I used to work out of the gym, um, and that was my kind of go-to space. But I realized that efficiency uh, in a workout was so important to me that the 10-minute drive to the gym just irritated me mm, and there yeah. were there were days that i wouldn't work out because i didn't want to spend the time driving to the gym and back yeah and so i started i bought my own free weights and just started working out in my own basement so it takes me about one minute to get to my workout <laughs> i just have to change and walk down the stairs and you know that's a stupid thing. It, it you know I at some point I, I could see myself getting back to the gym if I have a little more time in my schedule, but but time was of such importance to me that little tweak yeah made all the difference. And and exactly, and I think I'm somewhat the opposite. Although I agree with you, I do I do have my free weights and things in the in the basement, and I love the ease of that. And I'll just put this out there too. Uh, one of the things I did during COVID was sometimes I just didn't feel motivated. And so I would say, okay, I can only watch my favorite show if I'm lifting weights at the same time. Okay. Just, yeah. And so I'd put the TV on in the basement and I'd watch my favorite show and lift weights. And it, granted, it probably wasn't my most extreme workout because I was distracted by the show. But you know what? I did something. I did yeah. something for my health instead of just sitting on the couch and watching the show. And, and that's such a, you know, there's two things there that I really like. And one is rewarding yourself, you know, making it as painless as possible, you yeah. know. And, and for some people, that's watching TV while you do the weights. Yeah. Uh, for some, it's listening to music while you run. Yeah. You know, whatever helps motivate you, get you moving, makes it feel more fun for you. Yeah. Do it. Because here's the deeper principle, something is always better than nothing. That's beautiful. Something is always better than nothing. Absolutely, Will. And just showing up, uh, I started with P90X, you know, speaking of programs, and that was a famous one a number of years ago with Tony Horton. And Tony used to always say that, you know, do your best, forget the rest. 
So some days you're just not, you're too exhausted. So your workout's not so great, or you can't run as far, or you can't run as fast or whatever, but just show up, just show yes. up and whatever you can do, do that. And here's the other thing that we need to kind of warn our listeners about, depending on your starting point, it, this will depend on how hard it is to get your momentum going. So let's say right now, we're talking a lot about exercise. We also need to mention you know, some of the other aspects of health too. But exercise is such a pivotal, you know, we said physical is foundation for all these other areas. I think exercise is foundational for all the other areas of health. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's why I think we're, we're emphasizing that. But if you haven't exercised for a while, and many of us over COVID kind of got slowed way down. Yeah. Some of us may have stopped exercising altogether. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up for that. Yeah. Here's the warning. It's going to be painful when you first start again. Yeah. And that's okay. And here's here's the thing. Start small. Yeah. Don't don't try to go out there and run a marathon, you know, to get back in shape. Right. Um, if you have to, walk a hundred yards. Yeah. And call it good. Yep. But when I first started with this, these weights workouts with the free weights in my basement where I consulted you, Rick, mm -hmm. uh, do you remember the one that you taught me with uh, for shoulders where it's kind of like... The fly. You, the fly, yeah. Your yeah. hands start at the sides and then they, they, they go straight out in kind of like a cross position. Yeah. And you hold it there for a couple seconds and then come back down. And so I started with that. And, and here's the embarrassing thing for me. I started and I tried 15 pounds and it hurt my shoulders. And I yeah. thought, man, I can't afford an injury. So I tried 10 pounds, that hurt my shoulders. I tried five pounds, that hurt my shoulders. <laughs> Finally, I got all the way down to three pound weights mm. and I could do it. There you and, go. and to add insult to injury, the three pound weights that I had were my wife's and they were pink. <laughs> and so I felt so humiliated yes. that these little tiny pink three pound weights were my starting point. But you know what? Eventually I got past those to the five pound, then to the 10, then yeah. to the 15. Yeah. And now my standard is 20. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I say I'm, I'm farther along today than I was when I started, because I can easily do the 20 now. Yeah. But here's the beauty. Number one, I didn't injure myself, and that allowed me to stay consistent. But number two, I knew I was going to make huge progress really quickly. Yeah. By starting low with a three pound, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew that progress was coming, and that progress kept me motivated and I've stayed with it for eight years. And so yeah. I throw that out there wherever you're at. Don't be discouraged. Cheer <laughs> yourself on. Give yourself a reward. Yeah. If you do something, it's going to be better than nothing. And Will, let's just kind of recap or add a few new ideas here. What makes it fun? Because you mentioned yes. like, get your favorite music. You know, for me, maybe it was watching a show at days that I really didn't feel motivated to do anything. For me, I've found a lot of joy in getting out on the trails. I used to run on roads or sidewalks, and they're hard on your knees, and that you have traffic and exhaust and <laughs> cars. Yeah, and yeah. I just found, oh, wow, it's so much better in the woods, and it's prettier, and the ground is softer, 
Now, again, to your progress thing, my ankles had to uh, adapt to running on the, the trails. There's roots and stones and things. But it's amazing after you do it a few times, your ankles are so much stronger. They get used to the uneven ground and you're fine. But thinking of what makes it fun, like I know for some people, buy a cool pair of shoes if you're going to do the walking and the running. Yeah. Buy some new yeah. exercise clothes, you know, uh, make it fun. Get a new uh, headset or new uh, Bluetooth, you know, earbuds that you really want or an Apple watch or whatever. You can kind of find ways to make it fun. But I do think in all of these things, it's important to find a certain structure, a certain program or a plan because if you have to come up with that on your own, I think that just is too exhausting. It's yeah. hard enough just to show up. Make sure that you already have the plan in place and you're saying, I'm showing up and here's what I'm doing. And there's so many of them online today. There's no reason, no reason at all. You can't find one that suits your needs and kind of yeah. gets you towards a certain goal you want to accomplish. Yeah. And also say, if you're just starting off, find a plan that graduates you towards a goal. Yes. You know, my friend Scott did not start off, you know, biking 12 miles and running a 5K and, and you know, swimming the quarter mile. Like he had to start slower than that, you know, and then he built himself up to where he can do that. Yeah. And so you look for plans that will build you. And, and the other thing I was going to say, Rick, is when you're just starting off, there's going to be moments where the exercise feels awful. Yes. And that's the hardest to push through because everything in you is like, stop, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, you feel like you're hurting your body when, when you actually are helping it. But if you can push through, for me, you know, it usually takes a few weeks. For some people, it might take longer than that. If you push through, it eventually feels great. So if you can hang in there, then you'll have those good feelings to reinforce the habit. And finding that exercise that's right for you. Yes. Maybe it's a stationary bike. Maybe it's running, walking. Maybe it's some weights. Maybe it's classes. There's all sorts of different kinds of classes. And for me, Will, you know, it was P90X. When I started that program, I just loved it. For whatever reason, it just clicked with me. And part of what clicked with me, and I think for some people, uh, this helps motivate us, is in P90X, they kept telling you how hard it was. They made you feel like you're really doing something if you can complete one of these workouts. And they are extreme. The X stands for extreme. So for me and my personality, it was that extreme piece that actually motivated me like, wow, if I could actually do these workouts, I would be in such phenomenal shape. And it kept me showing up thinking one day, maybe I'll get through a whole workout. Cause at the beginning I could barely do half the workout yeah. and you just yeah. trying to survive. But the challenge of surviving is what gave me a thrill. So for different ones of us, like some of us, we may need it to be as easy as possible to, to be able to get into it and build a habit about it. For others, we might need a, actually to be a little harder and to say, you know, like Scott, my challenge is I've got to, I got to do this triathlon I signed up for. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be tough, so yeah. I better start showing up. So you kind of need to know yourself, know how you're motivated. And then the other thing, Will, that came along just at this time is I'm doing these P90X uh, program, 
is all of a sudden there's these obstacle course races, these mud races. And I have friends starting to tell me about them. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm getting in all this good shape with P90X. Now I want to put it to the test. So that's where I got into Spartan racing. And Spartan racing was so much fun because I got out there with other people who love to, to try these challenges. And for me, it was so fun to put my uh, skills to the test, see how, how much I could accomplish, and then fun to meet people from all over the world at these events and, and just have that camaraderie and that challenge and be out there in the mud and the trenches with them. Now I had a reason to want to exercise every day and keep myself in shape. Yeah, and I think that's why sports for some people yes. really helps. You know, if you get into tennis or racquetball or basketball, yep, these are other possibilities. And then the social aspects, you know, people that enjoy walking or running with others or doing a class. So there's so many ways to make it challenging, to make it fun. Let me say one thing in conclusion, at least from my experience with the physical exercise, and that is I want to say to Every person listening, no matter what age you are, no matter what shape you are in right now, you are capable and your body is capable of doing way more, not just more, way more than you think. And that's very important because a lot of us, we have ailments, we have a bad knee, we have a herniated disc, we have this or that. And we think, oh, or I'm too old or I'm too heavy now. And we just think I can't, I'll never be able to be, you know, in great shape. So why bother? I have seen so many people accomplish amazing things like Scott's story. Scott, the vintage manatee, (laughs) gets out there at age 54 and he's able to do a triathlon. And then he realizes he could probably do even more than that short triathlon. And for me, when I started doing the Spartan races, they have several levels of races. And it got to the point where I decided I wanted to try an ultra beast, which was a marathon on a mountainside with obstacles that would take me about 12 hours. And only 50% of people that attempted it would ever finish it. But that, it blew me away that I got to a point where I actually completed an ultra beast. I could have never imagined when I started the journey that I was capable. I always saw myself as a sprinter, a short distance runner. I never thought I could do endurance stuff. Never thought I could be physically so strong to, to do 12 hours of intense exercise and live to tell about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's amazing what our bodies are capable of. And we don't know what they're capable of because we limit ourselves in our minds. And let me mention another lady. I just read a story the other day of a lady who at age 74 started doing weights and working out because her granddaughter was a fitness trainer and said, Grandma, come on, work out with me. And this lady, you should see her. I saw a picture of her at like 82. She's got muscles and she's, she's ripped and she looks like she's 58, you know? And I'm not saying everybody can have like that dramatic effect, but what I am saying is you are and your body is capable of doing way more than you think. And you can work around certain injuries, find safe ways to do it, but there are ways, and I've heard of so many people 
who thought they couldn't do it. And when they started exercising, worked around the injury or worked around the challenges, suddenly some of those physical ailments that they thought would debilitate them for life disappeared. And let me make a shout out. This is something I just did yesterday. I just went and got a physical with my doctor. And I want to challenge our listeners. If there's something medically that you need to go see a doctor or a specialist or a physical therapist about, do it. Yeah. Don't put that off. I mean, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I put off my physical a year longer than I should have. I, I should have gotten one a year ago. And instead, I've waited two years between my physicals. And at my age, I should be doing it every year. And I had a long list of stuff I needed to talk through <laughs> with right. my doctor. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. I, I feel much more hopeful now that I've met with a medical professional. I know where I'm headed. I know how I'm treating uh, some of the issues that I'm dealing with right now. All of that is so good. Don't put it off. Yes. Do that today. Schedule those appointments. Yeah. Doctors are your friends. I know they get a bad rap. And I think sometimes we don't want to go because we don't want the bad news. But man, you need to be aware. That's called self-care, self-love. Yes. I need to yes. know where my body's at, and may, and they can help. They're there to help. So why not take advantage of that resource? And Will, I got to tell you, I had a member I was just talking with today who told me his story where he was having some shortness of breath, and he had had COVID, so he thought, well, it's probably just a lingering effect from COVID. Mm. But he just on a whim said, well, maybe I better get checked out. So he went to the doctor, and they said, well, let's do you know the heart test just to make sure it's not you know, showing some sort of blockage. When he goes and gets the cath done, there's three huge blockages in his heart. And he is very lucky that he did not have a massive heart attack that could have taken his life or severely damaged his heart. And, And from that cath lab, they put him right in the hospital. They did a triple bypass and now he's doing great. But again... We don't know. It's much more important to just, if you got some little symptoms or something just seems a little off, don't ignore it. Go yeah. get it checked out. Maybe it's nothing, but maybe it's something important and maybe it's something that can be fixed and you can get back on the road to good health. Absolutely. And Rick, I think that's, that's a good place for us to wrap up today. We've thrown a lot at our listeners about for sure. how to, to be physically fit And here's the good news is everything we're going to talk about in upcoming episodes about spiritual fitness and mental fitness and emotional, relational fitness, all of these are actually going to help us be more physically fit. It's a a cycle. Everything is related, interrelated. And once you start moving towards fitness in one area of your life, you're going to benefit all the other areas of your life at the exact same time. In closing, to anyone listening, take out a pen and paper or make a note on your phone after you listen to this podcast, definitely not if you're listening while you're driving, but I want you to write down your next step. Yes. Just one step. Yes. What is the next step? And you already know it. Like I'm pretty convinced everybody listening says, yeah, you know, even if you have a regular exercise routine or you're already doing pretty well with your fitness, your health, your physical fitness, you probably know a next step that you've been wanting to do or think you should do. 
write that down. Here's my, I'm going to do this one step. You don't have to write down all the steps, but write down the next step. So just take one step towards better physical health, the next thing that you need to do. And maybe it's Googling an exercise program, maybe it's picking a gym, maybe it's picking a class, maybe it's calling a friend who you used to walk with or run with and seeing if they can you know, get back together and make that a routine. Whatever your next step is, pick that, write it down, and do it this week. There you go. That is it. We look forward to talking with you more next week in our next episode. But for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>